It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports. John Glass here, back at it. Another week in the studio, talking all things local sports, high school, Austin P, and a little bit national news, a little sprinkle, a little spicing things up, Jeff. Christian, how are y'all doing? Doing fantastic. I've had a pretty good week so far. Christian, how are you doing? I can't complain. You know, MLB uh, postseason race is heating up, and we're past the first season of the NFL preseason. I know. Football season right around the corner, and then baseball. What do you mean right around the corner? It's this here. week. It's I mean, that's here, true. Baseball, baseball season. Football kicks off. High school kicks off this weekend, and I am so pumped for that. We've got polls out. We've got yeah. a coaches poll and the AP poll just came out. My Vols mm-hmm. up there. Pretty good. Doing real well. Can't wait for you to be humbled at some point. Where's, 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 Kentucky, where's Kentucky season, at? Where's Kentucky at? I haven't even looked at the AP poll. Did they get votes? Okay. Did they get votes? First of all, John always acts like he <laughs> knows everything about this Kentucky football team. He hasn't even looked at the transfer quarterback we got in Devin Leary. You haven't even done your He's research. Great. He's great. You like, haven't done look, any research. They are going to be. He was incredible. the top transfer quarterback in the be, portal. They are going to be incredible, Christian. I believe. I, they're going to be solid. Yeah. They're not going to be national championship, but neither is your Tennessee Vols. Oh. Tennessee Vols probably won't even make it to the SEC Ooh. championship. I think that you're going to see a very nice game in Tennessee, Georgia coming up late November. I think Georgia's going to roll over you. It's going to be two undefeated teams going into that. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, let's not get too much into the banter. We will save that for another week. Yeah. Uh, that mm. is going to be fun. Uh, we got a lot to talk about because high school football prep sports is back this week. Let's dive right into it. We got the game of the week, Fort Campbell High School versus Northwest on Friday. And then we're going to talk a little West Creek football uh, after we talk this game. Jeff, the game that you're going to be calling on ESPN Clarksville, yeah. 4.1 FM, 540 AM, 7 o'clock. A little bit earlier than that for the pregame show. I was about to say, a little yeah. bit earlier than that, we are going to have a little bit of a pregame show. Hopefully going to have a chance to talk to both coaches, be Coach Mitchell and also uh, Coach... Pena of uh, Northwest High School. I think this is going to be such a fun uh, fun season. Um, preseason high school, hard to make decisions on what it's going to look like because a lot of these teams make a bunch of changes before season actually happens, and you have no real idea of what these teams are going to look like when it comes to live game action. But I'm super pumped up for this first week. You're right, Fort Campbell High School going up against Northwest Friday night. I'm hoping to be on air by about 6.30, so then we'll have a little bit of coaches' interviews for you, and then we'll just jump right on into that game. Oh, it's going to be great weather, too. Have you checked the weather out? I heard it's supposed to be nice. It was pretty... So we're recording this on Tuesday. It was gorgeous today. Uh, I walked outside. It wasn't even that hot this morning. I'm wearing a jacket wearing today. a jacket. Oh, uh, That's my kind of weather, I'll tell you what. chilly boy on a yeah, Tuesday. I, I love my jackets. It's just my fashion sense, man. So, it, <laughs> so, like, so the high on Friday is going to be 86 and then, okay. you know, thinking about game time, it's probably low for that is 61. What if we dipped into the 50s in August for the first week Oof. of I'd be happy with it. High school football. Make me bring a sweatshirt out. I was going to say. Make me do it. You're going to have to remember that. A a cardigan. cardigan. Oh, wow. Spicing it up a little. A little cardigan. Oh. But I'll tell you what. I actually sat down with Fort Campbell football head coach Henry Mitchell this past week. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of transitions that go on on base, particularly. Their starting quarterback actually transferred out of the state. Because he moved to another uh, area, 
Uh, so they they're without their starting quarterback. Of course, I think they they feel very confident with who's replacing them. But you know that's something to consider, and it's a completely different dynamic for Fort Campbell football. It's just that it, like we we've all been around here long enough. Like I grew up here. It's, it it is what it is. PC, uh, guys get PCS. It's it is what it is. Yep. But they're not. This is not unfamiliar territory no. for Fort Campbell. This stuff happens. They know how to adjust. They know how to get things done. And I think you're going to see a good matchup with. North now North. for Coach Mitchell, it might be something that he hasn't seen very often. This yeah. is his second year right. with Fort Campbell. So I mean, this is definitely right. something that is a transition for him and having to go through that process is something that uh, he hasn't necessarily done before. I don't think he has experience of coaching on base before, but and I could be wrong about that. I think he was actually a previous assistant coach for Fort Campbell. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, so maybe so he, he, he kind of maybe understands a little bit, not as a head coach. Though. Right. Not seeing how the, uh, all the other behind-the-scenes stuff that head exactly. coaches have to see about that stuff. But I think it's going to be a super interesting year. And then I'm just talking a little bit about Northwest. They have huge guys in the trenches. Big boys. Some big boys for Northwest. So yeah. that's going to be a huge challenge for Fort Campbell. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I just want to point out, too, you know, Fort Campbell's coming off of their first postseason appearance last year since 2019. That's awesome. So... You know, it so should you, be a good matchup. You, you know, you're talking about the uh, adjustments that Fort Campbell is going to have to make with their quarterback uh, transferring out of the school. You know, it's kind of an interesting job if you think about it. Just real quick, I was thinking about this earlier. It's kind of an interesting job, you know, being able to adjust on the fly like that. And I got to think, like, whether it be like lower level colleges, FCS programs, or any somewhere in between that. They look at some of these schools like Fort Campbell or military schools. Fort Knox. They're, yeah, they're like, man, these coaches know how to deal with adversity. They know how to. So, like, this is this is his, uh, you said his first year as head coach? Second, second year. year. Second year as head coach. I mean, this is great. Yeah. Great skills. Yeah. So. Show, uh, shows how he can overcome adversity to this level. Absolutely. And then, you know, making the playoffs for the first time since 2019. I'm excited to see what Fort Campbell does. Yeah. And, you know, my dad's. He is a uh, Northwestern Viking, okay. uh, class of 1976. Don't you, I think you said that before online, and we were like, "Oh, why'd you say? Right. Why'd you say the date? Yeah, Come Rick, on, Rick, John. Rick, Rick Glass doesn't care." <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, it's the same same year. You seen the movie Days and Confused? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Same year they graduated high school. Okay, S- senior summer of '76. <laughs> Good uh, lord. Yeah, no, but uh, it should be an awesome game. Port Campbell High School versus Northwest Friday night. You can join Jeff Matthews on ESPN Clarksville, 104.1 FM uh, and 540 AM. Pre-game show kicks off at 630. Uh, kickoff at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a fun night. Get you some popcorn. Get by the radio. Getting some jammies. Some hey, I'm j- getting a hot dog. Some joggers. Yeah, get a hot dog, some nachos. Like, if you're not out at the game, With jalapenos. Make, it, make it an event at your house. Like, maybe, like... Just hang out, make some awesome food, get the radio. We don't need the TV. No. Radio is king, buddy. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about there. But uh, let's talk a little bit about West Creek, doing a little preview on them. Yeah, so I sat down. Actually, let me let me make sure. a transition real quick since you mentioned Dazed and Confused. <laughs> all right, all right, all, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> His first movie ever, by the way. I mean, he... He looks the exact same he does today, which is mm-hmm. insane to think about. Anyway, so West Creek football uh, is looking to enter their second season with Rob Galowitz uh, leading the pack. Coyotes have their eyes set on winning close games, uh, which Rob listed as their uh, philosophy in the new year of play. 
They're coming off a year of uh, compiled a record of a four and six during the 2022 season, but went out on a positive note. They won each contest while outscoring their opponents 64 to 21. So, you know, the thing about it is, like he said, he quoted the late Bobby Bowden, who once said, first you lose big, then you lose close, then you win close, and finally you win big. Florida State, great Bobby Bowden. Yeah, yeah. so that's what their whole philosophy for this new season is. Dude, I'm pumped about high school football this year. Prep Sports is back. Friday Night Lights. Speaking of Friday Night Lights, I've been trying to like binge through Friday Night Lights the entire series. I think One I of my you. favorite shows in the world. I tried to tell you all that earlier. Just booming right through that, uh, getting ready for Friday. So... Uh, I'm excited. Let's clear eyes, on. full hearts can't lose. Absolutely, Dylan Panthers. Let's go, Austin P. Back on the pitch, the football pitch. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. Soccer season starting off this week. Coming up on Thursday, the soccer team is going to be taking on uh, the UT Martin Skyhawks. And let me tell you why this game is a little bit important. So, last season, the Governors took down the Skyhawks two to zero. And the reason why that one was important was it snapped a five-game losing streak that the Skyhawks had over the Governors. So now we get to walk into this season hopefully getting another win over the Skyhawks. And this comes just days after this past Saturday the Governors had an exhibition match against uh, Little Rock. They did kind of fall short of that one, 1-0. to zero, But they did see a lot of goalkeeping promise. They had uh, their junior goalkeeper out there to start things off. That was Lauren Barry. Uh, excuse me, that one was uh, Katie Bond. Katie Bond got four saves, and then in the second period they had freshman uh Goalkeeper come in, Lauren Barry, who actually got her first two saves as a governor. Nice, nice. Yeah, no. Uh, back on the football pitch, you know the governors last season. Not, eh. it was a, it was, it was a tough season last year. They went three nine and six. Uh, only had one game where they won at home outright. So, starting the season off at home, that might be a huge plus, especially against a team that they have a little bit of more confidence over uh, from last year. Have you ever been out to one of the one of those games? One yeah, of the I've, been, I've been out to the soccer field a couple of times. They're, they're fun, man. They like, are a lot of they fun. They're a nice, chill, sporting fun event. They are. It's not super crazy. Great athletes out there on the field. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be great. Football, though. Now, this is the big one. Scotty Walden, Phase 5. Let's go. So... Austin P. Football starts back up September 2nd. They're going to be taking on Southern Illinois, visiting Southern Illinois. Uh, September 9th, they're going to take on Powerhouse John, your favorite team. It's going to be. And apparently the number one team in the SEC. This is going to be a conundrum. Uh, it really is going to be a conundrum for me. Just because it's I'm easy. a graduate of Austin P. I'm also a alumni, technically an alumni of the University of Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a rooting interest. I, I wave my white flag. No, I don't. I root for you. Abstain your vote. On I root who for. Wins. I root for no injuries. Well, as a holder of a bachelor's and a master's from Austin P, uh, let's go governors. Let's go governors. Monocle's up. Why did, why did you have a Canadian voice with that? I don't know. Sometimes I think you have to. Governor. I just root against Tennessee. So I'll go Austin P. You know the interesting thing for that first week matchup. Yeah. So they're only coming off a season where they're five and six. But they had seven one possession games in 2022. Well, that and see, we can let's get in there. That's actually a great stat, Christian. You said seven one possession games. That all came down to, and this has been, I feel like, the past couple of years too, is like that second half for Scotty Walden, mm-hmm. always try, being able to finish a game. I think this is the year. I think this is the year that they can finally put it all together and make that last push because it always feels like they're just full gas. 
first half of the game, like they're do they're doing great. And then just that second half, it's always feels like they're hanging on to that lead. One of my favorite things to bring up when you're talking about the governors and how excited I am about uh, Scotty Walden being the head coach and the how I how much I like him running that program. Last year, when the governors played Alabama in Alabama at Tuscaloosa, the governors were the only FCS team that held Alabama to the amount of points that they had. They had the lowest amount of points allowed uh, for Alabama for an FCS team. What was the score of that? 33 to zero, maybe? I thought it's either that 34. or 37. I thought it was a little bit higher. But yeah, it was in the 30s. Governors lost by a decent amount. But that's a huge honor to kind of have to say that you that Alabama was only allowed this many points and it was the lowest by an FCS team. You think they let off the gas a little bit? I'm just I'm no. just poking the bear. I'm it, just, was, it was 34 to zero. 34. I mean, yeah, definitely probably... Letting off the gas a little bit. A little bit, but... <laughs> Jalen Milrose in there. You know what? I, I think they have extra motivation this year, sure. though. With they do. With the passing of Jeremiah Collins. Absolutely. You know, that's one thing. Then also being snubbed from the playoffs last season. You know, they have a little bit more pep in the step, I expect. Yeah. And I think they do get over that hump, too. And there's a lot of confidence in that they have for Scotty Walden. These, yeah. This team definitely, I think, wants to go battle for him. For somebody who's given back so much to the community here at uh, Clarksville, and then on top of that, somebody who cares about these kids and also has already signed an extension to go through 2026. So I think there's a lot of confidence all around for the Austin P football team. Well, and the governors are they are looking to build, because like Christian said, getting snubbed last year from the FCS championship, It's that's a big motivating factor as well as, you know, governors have aspirations for FBS dumb. Yep. That's a word, right? FBS dumb. F- what? Like FBS dumb. Oh, like, uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Joining the FBS. Yeah. 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 They, the governors want to eventually move up in the ranks into yeah. from the FCS to the FBS. And I think their success, well, since Wheel Healy got here, I think it's shown that the governors, they are... Cycle after cycle after cycle are making that move. And I think it's just a thing of logistics at this point, whether the governors are going to not not if, but when. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Football starting up for the governors September the 2nd. You can also catch that on ESPN Clarksville. Van Stokes and Brian Reeves going to be on the call for that. Uh, It is always a good broadcast. So make sure you're tuning into the Governor Sports Network. And the first home game. September 16th against East Tennessee State University here at the Fort in Clarksville. The game's going to be at 6 p.m. I don't want to say that's going to be a walk in the park. It may be a completely different team. I think that'll be one of the more competitive ETSU? games. East, ETSU came off a year of 3-8 and eight in 2022. Yeah. So they're coming off a down year. So you never know what to expect. It's always ETSU, though. You never know. ETSU has caused problems for Austin uh, P the past few years. Home game, though. Home uh, game. Head coach of ETSU. I know who it is. Um he was a Knoxville, Knoxville High School football coach for uh, West High School, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, gosh, I know who it is. It's going to kill me, but we'll get back to that. That's not a big uh, <laughs> big issue just for my brain. Um, let's move on to national football news. Brees Hall taken off the pup list uh, for the Jets 10 months after an ACL surgery. Hoping to have him ready for game one. And then in other news for the rich just getting richer, it feels like the Jets have just completely flipped the script on their uh, their entire team, it seems like, right? Yeah, it seems like this is going to be a uh, Super Bowl running team. I think there's no doubt about that. Especially, you know, look at what Aaron Rodgers did freeing up $34 million 
uh, from his contract. I'm sure that's the reason why Dalvin Cook was able to get $8.6 million in his one-year deal. You know, that's a crazy thing about it. That's $8.6 million. We just we kind of wondered where Dalvin Cook was going to land. I thought it would be the Patriots, but they, but they completely went a different route. Yeah, Pat, Patriots went with Ezekiel Elliott, who, which financially, Pat, Patriots got the better end of that deal because yeah, Zeke's deal is, uh, they reported it was only up to $6 million. Still not worth it in my book. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Even as a Cowboys fan. Especially like comparison between the two backs. Well, Ezekiel Elliott just had a really great first and second year. Maybe you could count his third, but then in third really wasn't even that great, if I've I'm being honest. I've never seen someone fall off so hard after having... <laughs> even if we're being honest, I think there's room to say that him and Dak both did. Yeah. Both of them had great first years, and then after that, it seems like the production for both just didn't go as well as the Cowboys wanted it to, and Ezekiel Elliott now finding himself on the Patriots team, and I think he'll do really well with them. I think he adds that power that they're looking for to get into the secondary because the Patriots love to have those three to four yard game, three to four yard gain runs and stuff like that. So I think for them, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to work really well. He'll be a nice second string running back. I think Stevenson's going to yeah. hold on to that first string role. Can we can we say that Ezekiel Elliott might very well have a breakout year? I, I don't know. I don't know why I've got this feeling that Ezekiel Elliott is going to do very, very well up in New England. I think he's going to make a name for himself. I think that he's going to make a lot of Cowboy fans very sad. Um, well, a lot of Cowboys think- fans are sad just because he's gone and they don't have the wherewithal to realize that he wasn't doing much for us and he was more of just a money pit. Yeah. I get begged that. for us for him to pay him. Imagine what Tony Pollard could accomplish last season alone. If if Tony Pollard was the starting, so if Tony, Tony Pollard was the starting running back for the Cowboys last season, he would have had well over twenty five hundred. I think it's more of a thing that Tony Pollard is so good. I you know I have I, I like Tony just, Pollard. It just a lot. made sense. Yeah, yeah. Tony Pollard has looked very good with the Cowboys' offensive yeah, line, he's a home th- home run threat. Yeah. Not only in rushing the ball, but also in the passing game. Well, that's kind of what you're seeing. Uh, running backs. Yeah, exactly. He can be in the slot just like, and yeah. he's small. So it reminds me of Cole Beasley a lot. And yeah. that worked really well for the Cowboys to have Beasley in the slot. I mean, you got Alvin Kamara. You've got, um, who's, who's that, uh, running back for Kansas City? Uh, was it Poncho or? Oh, Isaiah Pacheco. Pachero. Yeah, Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah. You're starting to see that shift from the more, from Derrick Henry type runners, Ezekiel Elliott type runners to those. Smaller guys in the backfield that can go in motion, uh, that you can hit for a nice little check down, uh, that you can hit for a home run ball, yep. but you can also squeeze between tackles. And I think that's like Titans uh, with Spears. Like I think that's kind of a little bit what they're doing. Um, but it just adds a whole other dimension to your yeah. offense. You know, that's the thing about it, and that's one reason uh, for the Steelers. Najee Harris. Prominent back, but Jalen Warren, undrafted free agent last year, made an impact because of those things. Well, we're we're starting to really see the NFL move towards that prototypical college type uh, spread offense, and I mean it's not there yet. You're still you still have I formations, you still have um, two Power backs, running. fullbacks. Um, but you know when Mahomes got in the league from Texas Tech in that air raid offense with uh, Mike Leach, well, it was wasn't. Kingsbury, was it Kingsbury? It was yeah. Kingsbury, not Leach at that point. 
that is thank you Christian I got you um but when you, when Mahomes got in the league you started seeing definitely more less under center more shotgun more th- like throwing the ball a lot more and I think you're going to see a lot of that in the NFL now which might have been why we didn't see Ezekiel Elliott really sign for a long time. Well, that's why running Because I think a lot of teams are probably going to that. Running backs are They're sh- looking for more speed. And Zeke's not, not fast. Like, yeah. Zeke's got speed on him. But he is a powerhouse running back. Like, he is more so going to hit you and lower his shoulder rather than... Go for 50 go yards. For, yeah, exactly. Running backs are not... Yards at, even. They're not at a premium right now. 15 and that's, yeah. that, that's a big thing right now is like running backs are not getting paid because why would you why would you and i heard this argument too why would you pay a running back out of outside of his rookie deal i mean why would you pay him like 20 million dollars i will say there is a stereotype i feel like there's a stereotype with running backs where he gets worn down so much well not only that but i feel like a lot of times like this this might sound pretty bad but there's a stereotype with running backs i think that they they produce a lot more work on years that they're getting signed or like when their deal is up i feel like they are more inclined to not work as hard i've seen a Look lot of Le'Veon running. bell Le'Veon bell how that played out with the steelers the jets i mean ezekiel elliott demarco murray yeah. i mean i could probably list a bunch of different running yeah. backs but who I, I mean and this is probably for every position yeah. right well, if no. you're if you're a free agent and you're just trying your best to find a team to get on right you're probably going to play a little bit harder than you did the year prior yeah However, I feel like it is more visible in the running back role, and I feel like we've seen it over and over and over and over and over again. And the salary cap changes; every position's going up. Yeah. Their salaries increasing at every position except running back. And that shows you, like, I would I would say disrespect for the position because you know general managers and front offices kind of look at them as expendable. I mean, Which, well, I mean, technically, you could say they are. If we're going to be honest about business side of things. Yeah, and I get it from the business right? side. But yeah. you got to pay your guy his worth. and You got to pay I, his worth. And I think the thing about it is, I think the Steelers, they'll pay Najee Harris because of you know what he stands for, not just as a player, but as a person of the Pittsburgh community. You know, Who's the number one paid running back right now? Well, that's what I was about to bring up because it's so complicated, especially with running backs, it's so complicated with this salary cap gymnastics like for instance Derrick Henry has the highest cap hit this year at 16.37 million dollars he's not getting paid nearly that much money this year you know who's making the most total cash this year B. John Robinson at 13.719 million dollars Christian McCaffrey coming in after that at 12 million but the base salary Nick Chubb has the highest base salary at 10 million dollars so it's kind of all over the place with these gymnastics how you're going to play guys, paying them all this money up front. So what I think you're going to see more... So, so Henry's number is basically all of the incentives and everything else added into it, correct? That he like may or may not hit this it's, season. It, it's can kick down the road money. It's money that like they were paid in bonuses, signing bonuses, this, gotcha. that, and the other. But what I was kind of getting at is it's you're going to see a lot more of this... B. John Robinson making the most total cash this year, obviously well, getting a huge signing that's bonus. That's what I was about to say. Because he's a top 10 pick. But I think that's kind of like, because they're on rookie deals, obviously. But I think what you're going to see is player association and these running backs eventually get to a point to where it's like, hey, after my, what, what is it, four years for your rookie deal? Yeah. After four years, they're going to evaluate a running back's wear and tear. And they're going to be like, oh, he's taking four years of wear and tear and hit. He's what, 20, 26 to 27 right now? Yeah. 
months in running back years. That ki- that's getting a little bit old. It's not old, but it's getting like 30 is like, mm. well, okay, here, let's just take it from here. Do you want the Titans to resign Derrick Henry? I think we'll have to see. I think Derrick Henry's another animal, but we'll have to see how he does this year, how he holds up this year. And I think with the way that they have gone out and gotten running backs, they actually just signed another running back uh, the other day. Um, I think the way that they're setting things up and with getting Hopkins, it's going to save him a lot of wear and tear this year. And a lot of, if he can hold up, I would not mind signing Derrick Henry to like a one or two year deal. I absolutely would not. I, I doubt he tries to take a one year deal though. What, you know? what does he think he's going to get a five year deal? Probably not, but three to four. I mean, that could I be think a com- it depends that could be, on what his, that could see, be, that could be a his perspective of how long his body has. That, that, could be a, that could be a conversation. And the Titans might want to do that for salary cap. They might say, hey, let's retire you as a Titan and sign you to a three-year deal or a four-year deal. And then we can figure out the money or whatever. But I think what you're going to see more of now is these running backs coming into the league, especially these high draft picks like B. John Robinson, absolutely saying like, hey, this is going to sound really ridiculous, but I need a big signing bonus. Even like second round running well, back picks, like everybody's kind of getting no, like that at every. But position. like in the form of a salary, because I know you're only going to pay me so much for my rookie deal. I, I need. I think there's a salary cap like limit though for yeah. a specific pick in the NFL. Like especially like if you're a fourth overall pick, there's a cap to that salary. That's why you see all the money. But not a signing, signing bonus. bonus. Yeah, exactly. It only can go through signing. So bonuses, I think I think sure. you're gonna I, what I'm what I'm getting at is I think you're gonna start seeing these draft picks that are coming in negotiating signing bonuses like contracts, like all this money up front. So maybe like a, a say you pay me two years of guaranteed what I would get paid on the contract to take a chance. Mm, okay. Because like I don't know in four years if my wear and tear is gonna be suitable to you or you think well hey I can just we got to decent sized draft pick or maybe we can trade up to get a better draft pick and get in just another running back and then cycle these all in all because the running back is not as valuable as it has been in previous years yeah i think the teams are probably going to try to limit the amount of guaranteed money sure they are but i mean it's a new game and i mean these guys got to get pay- they, they got to get paid eventually running backs yeah I, they're, I, they I just are don't... the shortest lifespan in the nfl though I'm trying to think the nfl pa will probably have to step in at some point because I, you're right and that's where i was trying to think because yeah. I, there's no way I could see the signing bonuses get to an insane number. I mean, they already have them. I opinion. mean, they are, they are but nuts. like, but like, I don't know. John, the way John mentioned it, he he referenced it as like guaranteed two year minimum of whatever amount that is, right? Yeah. I just don't see that becoming like negotiating it as a contract. So he, so his base salary is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He's not even making a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. Base salary this year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Does it, it say what his signing bonus his, was? Well, his signing bonus was twelve, uh, twelve point about thirteen million dollars, carrying yeah. a cap hit of yeah. three about four million dollars, and a dead cap value of twenty one, uh, nine five eight million dollars. So it's like. He's basically he basically negotiated guaranteed money. Like it, it really does feel well, yeah. like that. What did it? Well, no, if, that's it, exactly if it was his it signing, if it was his signing bonus, bonus, it should be guaranteed money. Puts yeah, a, puts the money right in his hands. So, like when you when you wait on these first round, second round picks to sign two or three weeks before training camp or a week before training camp, this is why is because they're negotiating these signing bonus deals and they're negotiating getting this money. Yeah, because they can only get paid so much. I mean, good for is, them. It's not just running backs. No, it's not just running backs, but the I feel like the they're... Seahawks number, I think the fifth overall pick, uh, I forgot his name, but he's a cornerback out of Illinois, uh, Devin Weatherspoon, I believe. 
I'll have to double check that. Yeah. But he he sat out at camp the first day, I believe, because he was still negotiating his signing signing bonus. So <sighs> I think that's the, one frustrating part. I think to me, like I think you haven't even proven yourself yet. True, you're you're just pushing it and pushing it. You know, I think you're right. The players, uh, NFLPA is going to have to step in and figure out like, okay, how, well, it, how, especially for these running backs, I feel yeah. like the running back is the most because in that second contract, yeah, it's it's so unfair to them. It is because they are worn down and like, yeah. like look at Jonathan Taylor. Like the Jonathan Taylor situation is the perfect example of what's happening. This is his second contract coming out as a rookie contract, and he's he's not going to get paid. Like what he want, what he thinks he should fairly get paid. I think what what did he ask for twenty or sixteen? I think he asked for like twenty or he, no, I think he asked he asked for sixteen, and they were like no. I think you know sixteen. He he put up historic numbers. I think that's something we can't forget about. Had a rough year last year because injuries. Uh, I think from a business side, you're gonna want to see what he sides. what, really what he is. You know, I get it from both sides too, but they're gonna have to come to some sort of agreement. Because uh, running backs are take, being taken advantage of. As we're talking about money, I just want to bring up real fit, real fast. Zach Martin signed a rework deal with yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and huge for the Cowboys because that offensive line needed some work based on what I saw with preseason. Now I know I told you guys it's preseason and you can't really take much with it, but we're finally we're. I, I didn't even think this was going to happen. Jerry Jones had come out and said that he wasn't even going to pay him, and then now all of a sudden he gets Probably a reward deal. preseason game. He was like, okay, never mind. That's exactly what happened. And that's another thing, but here's the thing. Zach Martin, the difference between all of this, between Zach Martin and other running backs, well, Zach Martin, one, is an offensive lineman, and then two, Zach Martin is already a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean, if you watch that Cowboys preseason game, you're... And that's just proving to the point that he's proven himself to be right. paid. I mean, and he's still having trouble getting paid. Jerry shouldn't even question it. That's I think that just goes back on the owner there. To be honest, because I would say yes if Jerry let it go longer than what it did. Yeah, I think as a business owner, I think you automatically say no on the first time that this is brought up. Not when you're he's the best at his position. Well, I mean, he might be the Negotiate, best. Negotiate. Don't just say no. That's my thing. Well, and you know, and I think well after what Jerry Jones said, Zach Martin actually said in his release statement since signing the new deal, he was like, "Oh no, he was great." Like I said what I said. Of course he's gonna. Well, say yeah, that. I know, but like he was like, <laughs> "I said what I said," but then he said what he said, and then we both just kind of didn't say anything until we had a time to have a one-on-one discussion. That was Jerry. That was Zach Martin who said that. Oh, and um. So he was like, we sat down, we both said what we wanted, and then we just came up with a deal. So yeah, he was players like, are wilding right now. Not him. He, he he's not. I don't know. Bad. I'm talking more James Harden. Like, <laughs> see, well, who is oh. who was it that uh who was it that uh Jim Irsay drove out of the locker room or is about to drive out of the locker room? Taylor, to go Jonathan Taylor. To go, yeah, to go pick up his whale. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. He did a lot that on of, purpose. Like we talked about that last week. He did yeah. that on purpose. One hundred percent. He did that on purpose. Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah. Mean. It's awful. But funny. Yeah. No, I mean, these running backs, uh, we'll hop off this in here in a second, but these running backs, man, it's such a tricky position right now because... But there's money to be made. Feels like they're moving away from the running back. Uh, Running backs are not at a premium cost-wise what they were probably five years ago. 
Um, it's a very complicated situation, and I think it's going to be addressed at some point, maybe the next player associated meeting. Maybe you have these running backs sitting out more. Um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out. Uh, Titans working out some players after that first preseason game. Ronald Darby, uh, they are working out right now, which is a position that they definitely want to you touch know, on. Beginning of his career, he was a lockdown corner. Mm-hmm. Injuries derailed his career everywhere he's gone. Washington, the Eagles, uh, Buffalo, I believe, as well. Uh, but he's still a great player. You know, that provides some serious depth at corner for them. I love the visit. Well, they need help at corner. Yeah. They definitely they need have needed help. They've needed help at corner for the past three years yeah. now, I feel like. But Kevin Byard can't do it all. No, he no. cannot. But I think this move is interesting. I'm kind of exci- excited to see if he actually comes and joins the Titans. Yeah. I think he would add a nice little... I think he would add something consistent, and I think that's what the Titans would love the most. And another coach because of his experience. You know? Yeah, that's, that's true, too. Coach up those young guys. Yeah. Well, that would be great. You know, you have DeAndre Hopkins on yeah. the opposite side yeah. teaching yeah. that, and then you have a veteran guy, maybe even a veteran guy working with DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, it's just so good. That's one thing I loved about the Steelers offseason. They added Patrick Peterson. Just to serve as a mentor. It's these little pieces, like yeah. for the Steelers and for the Titans and for everything that can literally Titans two months, two or three months ago looked in like shambles, in absolute shambles. You signed DeAndre, Shattered. you Shattered. signed, you signed DeAndre Hopkins, broken, still, drunk. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> still working on that offensive line, but the Titans are looking up. I could see them easily winning nine games this year. I really do. Um, easily nine That's games. Fair. I think they could. Man, They're, you would hope that they would win more. I think that they have a legitimate shot. At least that was realistic. That's fair. Brian was, Tannehill's a top 10 quarterback. No. That's not realistic. Uh, we'll see this year, buddy. We'll see He's this He's not year. even, no. What if What if he ends, okay, you know what? Let's make a little fun thing. What if he is a ranked top 10 quarterback at the end of this season? By like who? By, by ratings and by statistics and by everything. Like top 10. Like a collective statistical analysis. For this analysis. year, yes. Correct. I mm. will... I was gonna say eat soap, but I don't. I don't, I don't like that. One. I don't think I want to do shave that, head. You know, I think that's I'm always not a, shaving that's my a head. popular one. I'll shave my beard. How about here's the deal? I'll grow up my beard till the end of the season. Oh, I'll trim it, of course, but I'll shave it if Ryan Tannehill's a top ten quarterback. Well, all right. I mean, I guess. All right, I'm, shake on it. Unless you want something else. I don't know. We, we'll, we'll, we'll talk can work, Yeah, we can workshop that. Um, but no, I think the Titans and the Steelers and uh, even the Cowboys, they... I'm a cowboy. I think they're definitely going to be interesting. I think the Titans have a chance to win the AFC South. I don't care what anybody says. I know the Jags are going to be Yeah, with a top good. 20 quarterback, you definitely have a chance. They're going to be good. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely in the top 20. Yeah, I'll give him top 20. He's definitely in the top 15, too. We'll see. Wow. Yeah. Um, but getting out of football. <laughs> do you want to get out of football or do you want to touch I, on Just for one second. Okay. Sure. Out of football for one second. Major League Baseball. Ozzy Albies did get put on the 10-day IL list. Got some left wrist issues. Oh, I know. Poor, poor guy. Poor baby. All the bases that he's been stealing. <laughs> really jammed it. Forgot to wear his sliding mitt. Well, so we'll see if he's the same and if the Braves choke again in the postseason. Uh, ha, ha, we can only hope. I used to be. Hey, they were still the number one team in baseball. Right That's now. fine. I used to root for I'm the pretty Braves, sure they yeah. were the number one team last year in the playoffs, too. I don't think so. Oh. Maybe. I used were to they? root for the Braves, too. Oh. After the Cardinals, of course. But 
I'm the just Cardinals. trying to make you sweat. I know you are. I'm like, oh, I Cardinals. see. I see you dripping over there a little Cardinals bit. Cardinals are. Um, they are struggling. Um, I don't think that the Cardinals don't know where they're at. I don't think we need to even talk about the Cardinals anymore. I just irrelevant. you could have said almost every other all team, the, and it would have made look, more sense. You could have said the Miami are, Marlins. Here, you are the fourth team in line to get the, the wild, wild card, card position if, if right the, now. If the Cardinals somehow, made, which is insane, they're if, not making the it, wild John. card. If they somehow make, they can't. It, There's dude, no way. Dude, it's it's, it's it too competitive. It's possible. Not with the other teams that are involved, like the Giants and the Cubs, the Phillies, and the Phillies, number, number one, and the Marlins. Yeah, but they're they're already in. I mean, I'm, no, I'm, they looking, I'm looking for that three spot. They're not already. You got to get the Reds, the, okay. Ma- the Reds, the Brewers. Marlins, Brewers. Uh, Brewers are leading the division right, right now. Right, right. Um, so the Reds, the Marlins, the Mets. <laughs> they're not. Did you see the Braves beat them twenty-one oh, to three? Was, it made me so happy. That, I saw a meme online. It popped up as a football score. And yeah. on like an app i don't i don't know what app it was but it was like 21 to 3 i was like wait it's like the braves i'll say this uh about the cardinals though we are in a very real mr 3000 situation uh with adam wainwright he is two two wins away from 200 wins in his he's been two wins away from 200 wins for let's see month, how many years month, month think, he's been about on a year now no he's no. 200 wins about yeah. a month probably right yeah, no probably two he, i think he's had a he's had a couple wins this year um this year, he's, oh, he's been on and off the injury list wins. too. That doesn't sound like a lot. It is put a him lot. in a relief role. Role, you know, you got to give him. The, you got to give him a oh, shot at it. He's you at guys, this point. What does it hurt? Yeah, I guess. Like what you're saying. This. That's what I'm saying. This is he a pitched one inning and gave up eight runs. Th- though this is a. It, it hurt my soul. <laughs> oh, Adam Wayne. Adam Wainwright is a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah, of course. Maybe he's a. No, yes, he is. I know. His, his, his ERAs also jumped twenty freaking. I think ERAs. Degrees. Not as, I think ERAs. <laughs> Not as important on the spectrum for this year. Like we're Adam Wainwright is not pitching good. I think we can okay. agree that. I thought you meant over, for as an, an overall right stat. No, no, no. no. Um, but we are. This is this is literally Mister Three Thousand, but in the pitching form. He is down the home stretch trying to get two wins. He's gonna have to walk out with the. Cane He's not next, coming back next, next year. No, it, I hope not. The most depressing interviews that I've ever seen. Like I almost cried when I watched Adam Wainwright. In an interview the other day, I'm getting teary eyed right now. Oh, John. it was so depressing. He's like, I didn't have good stuff. He's like, I'm letting my team down. I'm doing, and it's just so sad to see such a great player. It's just not him. It's the whole team. You know, they have let their self. I was about down. to say they let the city of St. Louis down. They let John down, which is most important. Right. And we care more about you, John. Yeah. That's I love exactly the city. I'm supposed I need to go to a game. I haven't gone up to a game this year. Do you want a, do you want us to take it to go watch Adam Wayne Wright play? We should. Do you want to go watch him baseball? Hey, get destroyed one more late, time. Late, oh, you want to go watch Labor Adam Wainwright hurt his hip? That'd be that'd be fun. Labor Day weekend. There's a flag giveaway that has some of the oh, it's so cool. Do they have cheap tickets now? Oh, the, you can get some good ones right <laughs> Ooh, now. Oh man. I'm really all about cheap right. tickets. We got twenty five dollars, all three of us are going, baby. Here's no, here's the thing, they'll sell out. Like Cardinals sell out their stadium whether they're win, lose, or draw. Um, they are. I think they'll like, sell them out. Just depends on if they actually come to the game. Well, <laughs> they'll come, but no, you can sit behind home plate, not in the Cardinals uh, Redbirds Club, uh, but it's the 150 section. Some of the best seats. It's free marketing for your Snapchat. That's how they look at it. They're like, yeah, just let them sit there for a little bit. It's K- fine. KMOX. You can also listen to on ESPN Clarksville. Uh, we do broadcast all the games on ESPN Clarksville, 104.1 FM, 540 AM. But. Uh, no, one fifty section. It's great. I saw some of the tickets for like forty five dollars, and it's they're great tickets too. So, uh, yeah, be with that what it will. Um, I got to make it up to a game. 
is it time to jump over to football? Football. 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 De Americano. Why, do we, why was that part Swedish? Can like you try to go Scottish? Football. 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 For freedom and football. Braveheart. Wow. William what? Wallace. Break down the matchups real quick. What we got going on? So we got Nashville SC in the semifinal against Miraculously. Monterey. Jeff is a hater over here. I am not a hater. I love Nashville Detail SC. Detail why. You're so, okay. So. Then we'll get it. Nashville SC was playing Club Day America uh, last week. And basically it was the game to put them into the position they are now into the quarterfinals. Right? So. I don't know all the rules of soccer. I'll never claim to know all the rules. But like, what do you struggle with? So, <laughs> here's the problem. In the goal, so the game was tied. Nashville SC and Club de Americana, America were in a penalty shootout. Nashville SC, basically it was tied at one point in the shootout. Club de America put a goal in. They were on top. Technically, they won. Well, apparently after 10 minutes of talking about it, the officials decided to bring that goal back and call it a no goal because they wasn't. said... Technically, it wasn't. I don't know if it was technically it wasn't or not. I He's mean, off the line. There was a few other things during that whole entire game where it definitely looked like... It was rigged. Things, not rigged, but it just went in favor of Club de America. Okay. Right? Yeah. And it's just one of those things, right? Not, not Nashville. Not Nashville. Right. And so they took the goal back. Nashville SC You say this win. is a makeup call. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. A makeup call to win the game. I what? don't know, but Nashville SC went in and they put one in the net for the win. Didn't all the like and, yes. TV stations around yes. town? Like- if, you, if you were watching this game and you watched Tennessee or Nashville lose and you looked it up 14, 15 minutes later, the websites, all of Google, Bing, every single one of them would tell you that Nashville SC lost that game. And that's not the problem. The problem is, is these stations should have won, been able to catch up with that. But it was just, it was just an insane game that ended with a near riot in Nashville. Uh, apparently a bunch of fans threw some stuff onto the pitch. And yeah, then on what, top of Nashville that, Nashville SC fans, man, what, where were y'all? I don't know where, where are you Like you got to defend the honor the of home the home turf. Dude. Obviously, never get into a physical altercation. But where were you <laughs> Have some, step up. All right, <laughs> have some. You know, just sophisticated debates with those sir. fans, sir. Sir, take your seat. My name is William Wallace. <laughs> I will suck you in the face if you don't sit down, sir. <laughs> Come on, buddy. I'm not but, your buddy, guy. Say that all to say, I, it, I, Nashville SC is in this position. They got here by the skin of their teeth. But they're here. They are here. And they're they here. are going to have a heck of a game playing Monterey. That'll be fun. But the big name for this whole tournament to win is uh, Inter-Miami with Lionel Messi, Messi! at Yo, the helm. The last place Inter-Miami team. Like, just not a good team. They get messy, and then they just start, like... It's Hitting like, free kicks like they're nothing. Like, <laughs> like they're just drops. I don't know what. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know how to describe. Messi how looks at it. Beautiful that is. Oh my gosh, he looks at it and goes like, "There's not even a goalie," I'm and gonna, then just puts it in the net. Like, I don't understand. And like honestly, I don't know. I've watched soccer a lot. Yeah. But when you watch high level soccer players play, and you see the amount of curvature they can get that ball to move, it makes you question physics. Yeah. Like really, because like also you look at replays and you see his foot completely facing the opposite way, and somehow some way it's beautiful. It just works perfectly. It is 
it's beautiful. I think it really is like a work of art to watch some of these soccer players play. I think, and that's where yeah, Messi is like the best artist for soccer. I think you're starting to see the MLS because it's there is a blaring difference between the MLS and then the uh, English Premier League. Oh my gosh, uh, which yeah, and this is why it's so big that Messi is here. No, there's a difference between United States. MLS, then also like the, the Swedish league. Yeah. Oh no, Bundesliga. Well, yeah, that's um, not even on the same level. That's no. like and a lot of Americans ten times of what we could La Liga. Be. A lot of yeah. North Americans don't realize how much bigger soccer is comparative to like the NFL. Like yes. NFL oh, is huge in the United States. Yes. In soccer, you're talking billions of fans. The, like the, it's the largest. The sport most com- yeah. the most the comparable world. is the parking lot of a Raiders game or the parking lot of a <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers San yeah. Francisco Giants game. Like people get stabbed at those games. Yeah. <laughs> um it's, it, riots been, happen at English Premier There's League been games. referees that have been murdered. Yeah. Because yeah. of calls that they've made on the pl- on the pitch. I think, I think it was I don't know if I think it may have Barcelona? been Barcelona, Brazil. Was Brazil. it Brazil? I think Barcelona had an incident with one of their officials. Yeah, uh, on a plane ride home. We do not condone any. No, no, no at violence. All. Violence, obviously. Oh but it just like I just say all that just to say like how serious soccer is comparative to what it is in the United States. Yeah. So when you get players like David Beckham, the OG, right, coming from England to the United yeah. States, really promoting the MLS and making it as big as it is today or having at least a hard hand in it. Now he brought, he was probably one of the biggest reasons why Messi got brought to the United States and the deal that he was able to make with Adidas and Apple. Inter Miami. Yeah. Owner of Inter Miami. He got a piece of the streaming uh, revenue from Apple TV. And that's what I was kind of getting at too is uh, with Messi coming here on that type of deal, I think you're going to see more creative ways for them to get these big players to come over. Harry Kane just left the Premier League to go to uh, Bayern Munchen. Mm. So, Munich. Yeah. <laughs> I like correcting you. <laughs> Dang. Roasted. FC, Boom. Roasted. FC, FC Bayern Munich. Yeah. There you go. Uh, words are tough sometimes. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is, is like these soccer players, it doesn't seem like they're willing to move. Oh, yeah. And I think that they're for always. the right... Well, at if you right look at Cristiano Ronaldo at the right, yeah, to, yeah you, get, you offered me a billion dollars, but bye. Not, Messi didn't take that. Yeah, Messi, but he's, but close. He, he's getting. He was. Close. He's already a billionaire. Well, he, I think he right? got offered a straight up billion dollars. Well, and I think somebody came out and said, and I don't know. Part of me feels like this was just something that was said on Twitter, but like somebody also, I heard the opinion was that Messi didn't go over there because he felt like it was going to change the league way too much. Because if he had went to the Saudi Arabian League, then he felt like a lot of people in the European leagues would do the exact same. And then basically destroying deteriorate. Yeah. And I think, I don't know how real that is. That could be something I just read off of Twitter, but I just remember reading that. And I was like, I I don't, I feel like that could be plausible because there already have been a few other players who have left the European leagues to go play in the Saudi Arabian league. I mean, Messi, he's worth $600 million at this point. So $600 million. And he still has one more golden boot than uh, Ronaldo, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he's arguably the best of all time. Yeah. And the well, fact that who he's played in the on the best States. team of all time. Yeah. FC Barcelona. There's a documentary on Facebook, or not on Facebook, on Netflix. He's going to be that details 15. why they were the best team yeah. from like 2009 or from like 2008 to 2011. Well, he's going to be earning 50 to 60 million dollars playing for Inter Miami, like throughout all those deals and everything like that. Too. He's closer to Argentina. His hometown. No state ta- income no tax. No state income tax, baby. He's got to love that. Huge. I mean, and you get to live in Miami, too. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I think welcome to Miami. I think you're going to see more and more of these players maybe get into the MLS earlier than like Messi's obviously on the backside, yeah. still high level soccer player, yeah. obviously. But I think you're going to start seeing these MLS players come closer and closer to coming earlier to the MLS, and that, that might change. And the, no, I think that's true though. I think there's going to be a lot of players who at some point will they might make that change. They needed a player like Messi for this to even well, enter the minds of some of them because you know, MLS is held to such a lower standard. It's taken well, it's taken off. Like Geodis Park just getting built in Nashville. Yeah, I haven't been yet. Oh, it's all beautiful. The, all the friends that I've been know that have been there says it's I think awesome. Beautiful. One of the things we're looking at it wrong too. I think this kind of deal opens up to bring home hometown players back to the United States, like Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic. Pulisic. Exactly. Pulisic, yeah. Pulaski, Tennessee. Pulaski, Tennessee. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, right there, like, if they could do some kind of deal to bring him home, play in the MLS, like, right there, there's something to think about. I think he's with Man City right now. I think he is, too. He's with, no. no, Is it Arsenal or Man City? He's with... He was with Chelsea, but he got... Uh, he got picked up on his con- his contract. Got I got to go visit Chelsea uh, Stadium. He's, he's not really. Yeah, the Blues. That's yeah. my favorite team. Really, yeah. it's, a pretty, it's a very now. pretty stadium. They have a museum sitting there. I'm pretty sure. Back check. He's in Italy, Inter Milan. Oh, uh, FC. I think that's what it is. Inter I think Milan. he is Milan. I think it is. I think you and I were talking about that at one yeah, point. Yeah, because I had made a made mistake on a different player. Yeah, going to Milan. Uh, yeah, AC Milan. Yeah, you're right. AC Milan. Yeah, okay. AC Milan. No, okay. I don't know why I thought he played. He was playing for Manchester. I thought Ibrahimovic was still playing. I was so I sad. I was so sad when I he thought got he went to Milan. Go. But uh, dude, I wish Ibrahimovic stayed in the MLS. Dude, he was so fun. Oh, honey, yeah, honey, moved. He was a danger to society. He, I think he played. Uh, and then Nashville's got the guy from Nottingham Forest. Um, Ibrahimovic was out of the league before Nashville SC was a major yeah. league soccer team. I think. Just so sad. But you, you, it really is, man. Can you? I would be so. Imagine seeing that live. Oh my god! Hitting it from midfield. Yeah. But my let's gosh. let's just say we are seeing a lot more come from uh, MLS. Uh, we'll wrap it up on that. Yeah. Uh, we are seeing a lot of cool stuff in the MLS. Uh, real quick though, what did y'all see? We'll, we'll do two minute breakdowns each. What did y'all see from your teams in the preseason football? Christian, go. Uh, Steelers offense actually looked uh, like it was efficient and effective. Uh, Calvin Austin coming off a, a season-long injury, actually. He, his speed was, you could tell he was back to his full self. Uh, so uh, former third overall or third round pick for the Steelers. So he's going to make an instant impact. Kenny Pickett looked nice. Defense looks nice. I, I'm very happy after week one uh, performance. Jeff. So taking a look at the Cowboys, I think a lot of things went well. They looked strong in some certain areas, but in the overall aspect, they had some pretty rough outings. Uh, Offense had a couple of fumbles out on the field. Um, Defense had some holes in it that were definitely needed to get fixed. Big thing I did like, though, Deuce Vaughn was out there for special teams, taking a little kickoff, and he looked, he actually looked really good. He's very fast coming off of the ball, has a lot of explosiveness in midfield, so I think he'll be really fun to watch this year. I'm just excited to get Zach Martin back out onto the line, and I'm excited for Dak Prescott to kind of get under center for a whole game, and not (laughs) preseason. They got Deuce primarily in the special teams, or are they going to get him out there on... They had him a lot during kickoffs. I think he did a couple of uh, behind-center runs, but I think he'll probably more be a special teams punt return or kickoff. I'm just, just going to point this back. out real quick. Are we going to see Darren Sproles 2.0? Uh, he, he's fast enough. 
if he can make that enough. impact in the backfield, like you were saying. Yeah, he's just got to figure out a way to uh, get on the field. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. We saw we did at Kansas State. Yeah, he just tore it up. Oh my it. gosh, <laughs> he was so fun it's to watch speed. in the bowl game this past year. I mean, he just whooped on them boys. Yeah. But the thing is, too, like Darren Sproles started his career out as a punt returner, kick returner. Then he made Des Bryant did too. Yeah. So like, I think it's definitely plausible. What happened on the? I'll say what was it? Garner Minshew that could not be caught. Was that quarterback that the Cowboys could not catch? There was one, probably. Yeah, there was one play. It was. Oh yeah. I don't think it there was, was like Gardner. Missed, 18, 18 missed tackles. It was bad though. Yeah, the whole entire Cowboys uh, defensive line and secondary could, not. or at least your rush defense, <laughs> could not all crashed that. in on the pocket and missed him. Like mm. I'm sure you've seen it's the famous play of Tony play. Romo where he runs yeah. 30 feet back. It's very similar to that, except running back and forth and up and down, and he was still able to get out of it. Oh, are you talking about the? Preseason game? Yeah. The Jags? Yeah. Jags quarterback? Gardner's on the Colts. That's uh, what I was confused. I was like, I don't think it was Gardner. That's why I got confused. Uh, it was it was a rookie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pat Mahomes was going crazy about it on Twitter. Uh, that was unbelievable. I, mean, I don't know how he got good. that off. It was insane. I don't think I realized it was the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was sad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, it I told you, it, they looked rough. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. they had some good things going on with Deuce Vaughn. And Cooper Rush looked good, too, as backup QB. I can't believe Jerry Jones keeps on hyping him up. It's weird. I don't, is he like a long cousin of somebody or something? I have no idea. I'm not trying to sound ugly. I liked, I liked Ben DiNucci more than I liked Cooper Rush. Um, Cooper Rush is... Not trying to sound ugly, but I feel like he's been the Cowboys' backup quarterback for seven years now. It just feels like he's been there forever. And Ben DiNucci did really well at a preseason game that he did play in. And also, and he did pretty decent uh, when Andy Dalton went down two seasons ago when Dak Prescott was out. Andy Dalton was on the couch. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Dude, people, yeah, forget, he was. people was. forget about this. He played, so Dak he Prescott a, got hurt. He played Thanksgiving game, didn't he? Yeah. So Dak <laughs> Prescott got hurt. They had Cooper Rush. Or they had, yeah, they had Cooper Rush. No, that's a lie. I bet on that game. They had um, they had Cooper Rush finish out the game. Andy Dalton got signed. Played for the Cowboys for three weeks, four weeks. And then in between Andy Dalton being on the Cowboys, Ben DiNucci started one game. And we lost, of course. Oh my gosh, uh, these pictures of him in a Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, dude, he got flat out rocked one game and like disrespectfully hit like one of those <laughs> dirty hits that like your offensive line would say something to them. None of the Cowboys did anything. All the Cowboys just walked off That's the field. That's so soft. It was so bad. That's I was so soft. That game actually, I laugh about it because it's kind of funny. Yeah. It actually, like, I, I watched it. I was like, that is the worst Cowboys all offensive line I've ever seen in my life then. Because, like, Especially I just imagine. fight for your guys. See, that's what, that was my thing. I was like, if you, if, if my quarterback got rocked, I'm going to get thrown out of the game. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just kind of the, that's Every, kind of the, I feel like that's just the rules. Last year, Kenny Pickett got hit by his teammate. Yeah. At Pitt. DeMar Hamlin. James Daniels comes over, shoves him on the sideline. Yep. Starts a brawl. You know, that's just, it's kind of like a norm in football. If you will, it's A squared plus B squared equals, equals C, squared. C squared. C squared. You know what you're going to get. John was sweating when he when he started saying it. He was like, oh my God, what's uh, it? Oh, what's Pythagorean, it equal? Oh, yeah, Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> it's Pythagorean theorem. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Long side of the triangle. Can I make a bet of the week before we get off? Let me let me talk Titans real okay. quick. Okay. Um, 
So Titans, Bears. It was actually um, as bad of football as it was. It was a little bit thrilling. 17 to 23 Titans lost to the Bears. Uh, the big thing was Malik Willis and Will Levis, obviously. Titans only used their offensive line for one series. Um, so Will didn't even get to use. No, he did not even yeah. get to use them. They were terrified, I think, of anybody getting hurt on the offensive line. So they were not taking. That's fair, chances. though, for the, that th- is for the Titans. Yeah. But I would like to see. Levis have gotten a run with the first team offensive line and the first Tannehill got reps in right no he didn't no no, no, oh, no. they didn't they didn't play anybody they barely played any Chig didn't get in DeAndre didn't get in nobody mm-hmm. got in um but you had um it was 17 23 Malik Willis 16 of 25 189 yards uh one interception that sounds impressive hmm. trust me it was it was, was not say. impressive but it sounds average average it was Definitely it below. sounds like a preseason game. It was definitely below average. Will Levis, on the other hand, 9 for 14, 85 yards, one interception. Uh, and I think that's a little undersold. Um, he had a couple good moments. He had a very bad interception at the end of the game. Uh, I think That's his was, one thing. I think there was a big miscommunication See, between. He, 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 and that's here's what I don't like about talking about stats for preseason. Yeah, I just feel like there's... It gives you an idea of what they look like athletically on the field. Well, you know? if you look, but if you're looking at the stats for preseason, my problem with that is the pieces you, that surround them. The the pieces that surround them, like you obviously don't have all your starters in at that time, and then on top of that, you're probably not. I would assume you're not going a hundred percent every single play, trying to score on every single drive that you would be in a game. Because preseason, you are trying to get more comfortability with your teammates, with your with your uh, system that you're trying to run. Exactly. And so, as much as I, you're not wrong, and I do think you're kind of right in the fact that Malik Willis, Willis looked pretty good. Levi looked decent. I just don't like talking about the stats on it. I just feel like it's so hard who's to Levi. Will Levis, leave me alone. <laughs> Good lord. Um, but no, but I, I guess the tape would be a better indicator, even though yeah. well, again, the, pieces that surround him. Yeah. Well, like how fast was Malik moving? He had he had a decent first. He had some bad passes. He's staying yeah. in the pocket at all. Josh, uh, yeah, he is. He, okay, he, that's a good. He took, See, four, he took four sacks, so he's definitely staying oh. in the pocket. How many did Will take? He four sacks. Both uh, four sacks. They both took four sacks. Will Levis had he had he really needs. That's to, also that's offensive. One line thing about, that oh. I did notice about Will Levis that I can, can be critical on. He needs to figure out pressure and like yeah. realizing where yeah. pressure is coming from. But also when um, you don't have the first unit. Yeah, well, I mean, e- even even after there were some ones where it's like Will had he needed to get going, either let it go or get yeah. out of the pocket. And See, he just was he was going to go down with the ship. But if you look at for quarterbacks, that sounds actually really beneficial for in preseason is being able to time your you, offensive line. Well, you don't want to take some of the hits that they took. Well, <laughs> but if you fair. look at um, if you look at these, if I told you these stats, team stat wise, total yards, Titans had three hundred seventy two, Bears had three thirty seven. Uh, Titans had 246 passing yards, Bears 237, uh, 126 rushing yards for the Titans, Bears had 100, uh, Bears edged the Titans 6.4 yards per play, Titans 5.2, They Titans beat them in first downs, uh, it was about the same third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency, Bears had them a little bit, Titans had more plays, more possession, it just seems, and I mean, it should have went in their favor, it should have went in their, like there was, it was very bad in opportune times, Bears had a Big play. I was going to say big plays were the difference in that mm-hmm. game. Big plays That's were really the, the difference because if you look at um, DJ Moore, yeah, if you Khalil look, Herbert. Well, if you look at Justin Fields, he was three for three, 129 yards with two touchdowns. Wow, from DJ Moore though. Yeah, that was a terrible pass by Justin. DJ almost dropped it. Thankfully, oh, really? yes, 
Because it was so far behind him. Oh. I was like, and it was a screenplay. I was like, how do you... So even? DJ helped out Justin Fields a little bit yeah. on that one. Okay, I got it you. wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't do anything crazy, in my yeah. opinion, of course. But, but I mean, still, you hear the three for three. That's still not bad, yeah, though, for I, Justin. For 120? Yeah. Like, I'll give it to him. But I think it's really concerning that we're seeing eight sacks in a preseason game. The lack of depth for I mean, the Titans. I, I mean, it's, it's going to be their downfall. That's eight sacks with your backup and your third string. Yeah, and I mean, not even is, specified. That's 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 tough to swallow. You got to get somebody on the line, and I don't know if you're the Tennessee Titans. Are you calling Taylor? Call him. He's lost so much weight. He's lost you a need, lot of weight. Oh, Lawan? No, no. You no, need no. to add some veteran presence. Ta- Taylor's about. He's. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't know. Jerry votes. Jones says he wasn't. He wasn't uh, opposed to getting Ezekiel Elliott back on the field. Do you think Vrabel or the Titans organization would risk that to bring Taylor back on? I don't, I don't think Taylor's. They need somebody, man, because this lack of depth. If if they like you say, I was uh, worried about Zach Martin. Yeah, I'm like well, you guys really should be worried about once, your left tackle. Once they get Nicholas Petit Freer uh, back. back, which he did not play, it helps. Good. He actually got, he actually played a little bit in this preseason game, uh, even though he's suspended. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see this. Second week of the preseason, two more weeks. Two more Let's weeks. give it up for NFL season, baby. NFL. Uh, you said you had a bet. Let's wrap oh. things up. Uh, Jeff's gonna love this one. The home run leader in baseball to extend his home run total. Matt Olson to homer against the Yankees tonight. Uh, Luis Severiano's pitching for the Yankees. I believe he's two and seven with the ERA. Honestly. Yeah, Severino. He's two and seven with the ERA over eight this year. Um, it's a strong bet to make. It's a strong bet to make, especially the way Matt's hitting. Yeah, yeah. So he's just been, how do I say, smacking it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could we, see like, it totally. Do you have his stats out. pulled up by chance? Forty-one home runs. Forty-one home I runs. Believe. Does it say anything on there about? He's, um, he leads the league in RBIs. Does it say how many home runs he's had in his last ten? Mm. Mm. It's. I think it's I don't a even lot. have it pulled up. Yeah, just, I think I'm he has. Wondering. Like, I think he has multiple home runs in the last X amount of games. He's just been playing so good. It has been, and I, I've, I'm always honest about it. I was one of the saddest people when I heard Freddie Freeman was going to be leaving the yeah. Atlanta Braves. But it has been probably one up. of the best decisions made by Alex Anthopoulos uh, with the Braves organization. Yeah. I mean, it has proven to be worth every penny of it. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm so excited for this. I hope I hope some of you guys go place that bet because I really do think you're going to make a little bit of money tonight if you do. Another one, Corey Seager to hit a home run against the Los Angeles Angels. Is it L.A. Angels? Right? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the Anaheim. It hasn't been the Anaheim Angels. I wish in, it was. Uh, Long it, time. It just doesn't sound right. But Corey Seager to hit a home run for the Rangers against the Angels. So that's another one that I have on my radar. Nice, John. You want to end it? I am cooking up a 22-leg parlay as oh, we speak. Oh, my goodness. A 10-cent 22-leg parlay for $40,000. Let's oh go. <laughs> um, Yeah. Good Lord. Let's get out of it. Uh, hey, good week. Good week. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Uh, High school football starts. Friday, 104.1 FM, 540 AM. Jeff Matthews will be on the call. Get there at 630. Catch the pregame show. Get you a little popcorn, a hot dog, uh, something fun. If you want to be one of those older men sitting out there in the stands with a headset, be that guy. Um, Austin P. Football. Austin P. Football coming up on September the 2nd. Boom. Southern Illinois. It's going to be a fun time here in the next couple of weeks. First home game. First home game coming up September the 16th. ETSU and George Corals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, from Maryville High School uh, comes in. 
uh, to try to lead them to take over and uh, defeat the governors, but that is not going to happen. No. They're going to send George Quarles packing gotta, back to East Tennessee. As See. Scotty Wallen would say, you got to protect the fort. Protect the fort. Protect fort. Yep. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. For Christian Brown, for Jeff Matthews, I'm John Glass. Peace.